This podcast is a product of the Hyper RPG Podcasting Network. Visit hyperrabbitpowergo.com to learn more. Welcome back, everybody. This session of Hyper Otaku's Anime Club is officially in session. I am Emma <laughs> Fife, and joining me on the panel today, we have Matt Acevedo. Hey, what's going on, everybody? And Michelle Chubby Bunny. Hello, everybody. What's going on? Do you prefer Michelle Chubby Bunny or Chubby Bunny Michelle? Uh, either way. I don't know. I haven't branded it either yeah, way. Yeah, I feel I like I, I hear both. It's fine. Perfect. Both are great. 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 Yeah. As long as everybody knows, I am Chubby Bunny. And that's like a brand you've been associated with for Since I was a in time. high school. So wow. Has it really been since high school? I won't tell you how old I am, but a couple decades at least. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I did not know that. Yeah. So sometimes people yell, me, yell at me in the street. Show yes. me money. And I'm like, ooh. Hold well, hold you on, know, speaking yeah. of reminiscing back on uh, our, our childhoods or our teenagehoods, uh, we uh, it was brought to our attention uh, recently mm-hmm. that we actually released to the public our official review of uh, Grave of the Fireflies mm-hmm. on what was the... 30, uh, yeah, 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Jesus, yep, 88. Oh, That's 30 day? years to the day. Yeah, to the day. 30th anniversary of uh, both My Neighbor Totoro and Grave of the Fireflies because they were released on the same day as a double bill by Studio Ghibli. So we thought that, you know, to follow up all of the sadness and <laughs> dark talks of war times this week, we talk about a more pleasant post-war film this week. But before we get into that, a couple of things to address. Uh, So last week, Michelle, you told us all about some adorable, if somewhat confusing, horse girls in Uma Musume. Am I saying that right? Uma Musume. What was not to understand? I mean, I just... Uma Musume. Pretty derby. I mean, you know, (laughs) there's just horse girls everywhere, obviously. Uh, Matt, what new anime series have you checked out this season that you're really digging right now? Yeah, guys. uh, First off, Shokugeki no Soma is back. It is the part two of the third plate, which is technically the third season in Shokugeki no Soma. Uh, And it leads off right where the first half ended. And it's exactly what you wanted. It jumps right in. And we get some great development with these characters that this, you know, between Soma and Elena, uh, they're, they, they just have been like working so hard to build this relationship. And I don't think in a romantic way. I don't like to see no. them romantically, but as friends. Yeah, I mean, it's what I feel like with Shokugeki no Soma, it wouldn't bother me if that became a romantic relationship, but yeah. I also don't necessarily see it as that. Yes, exactly. Same. But yeah. we're, we're finally getting uh, Elena as opening up and actually taking charge and seeing it. And she's kind of like, you know, after knowing that like, Soma is Jolicho's uh, son, she's yeah. kind of acting more and more like Soma. And, yeah. and it's for the the uh, you know the polar star dormitory to take charge and to win uh, and beat central and which leads us to our story arc where they're going across country to complete challenges uh and it's so much fun so and we're cool. getting some yeah. ridiculous villains like the last episode had this crazy like <laughs> like the old lady instructor who is a classic right. yeah like you'll never great. beat my tricks oh <laughs> great um but guys if you haven't checked out make sure to get in there it's exactly what you want from shokugaki and the food continues to amaze me and i love uh. the train theme they pulled together from the intro because when I first watched it, I'm like what's why are there so many trains in this introduction and the ending and yeah. they got in the train and I was like oh, I, I got it yeah got another thing that I've been watching lately guys is Loop on the Third uh, it's the fifth uh, series for Loop on the Third and it is really good uh, I was never 
really that big of a Lupin fan. I mm-hmm. never really got into it, but I think because I'm older and stuff like that, I, I, I find it more uh, relatable. Not relatable, yeah. but like more... <laughs> did, uh, you ever, um, yeah. <laughs> did you ever watch Castle Cagliostro? I did see okay. that. Yes, Because that, that was my introdu- yeah. introduction to Lupin. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. The one that Hayao Miyazaki directed. Mm-hmm. At least that in Lupin series. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. This is totally new. It's completely new, and it puts Lupin in a, in a world with technology, and that's like a prime thing in this series, and it's, it's in the first episode, kind of puts him into it, where, uh, you know, social how social media affects how people like try and catch Lupin and stuff like that. It's yeah. really fascinating Cute. how Lupin like deals with this level of technology I, advancing. I keep meaning to watch it. The other day I was I, I was like, I think I'm gonna watch this new Lupin series and then I just ended up watching no, Woman Called Fitch Camine. So the animations very good as well. And that animation's great. And the music yeah. is and all the characters that you want, that all the whole cast is back. There's some new characters. Um, I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Even if you haven't seen Lupin, I think this is a great series. Yeah, I think on. most of the Lupin series actually stand pretty well on their own yeah. in terms of... The, you get uh, it. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. he's a thief, he's got friends, and yep. there's this one officer who's after him, and he'll get him one day. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, the last series uh, uh, I highly recommend is Persona 5 The Animation. Guys, if you haven't played the game Persona 5, <laughs> you're going to want to after watching this series. Yeah, dude. The, I think the anime series is really well done, but it does make me just want to play the exactly. game. <laughs> exactly. But everything about it, guys, it is the animation is gorgeous it's a great uh yeah. it translates super well into anime form um and it just follows the story of the game like but you know is it's, it a spoiler for the game would you say yes, yes it is, it is. <laughs> it's definitely yeah a spoiler so if for you the don't game. want persona 5 spoiled for you then oh. don't watch it but it is really good and i really it's it's interesting because in the game when you're playing as the protagonist yes. uh you get to name him number one yep. uh glasses boy the glasses yeah, boy yeah. exactly <laughs> uh and Though he has dialogue options, you never hear him say the dialogue right. options. You just select them and you assume he said it and people react to you. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to watch <laughs> this show and hear the main character talk. Yeah. And I yeah. really like the choice that he makes. Same. The uh, the guy who's his seiyu, uh to be sort of unassuming and whatever <laughs> when he's just regular Amin right, Aren. Right. But then when he's Joker, he's, he's like... like- Oh, he's like deep voice. It's, it's super like, confident. It's like, like weirdly sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally into it. For all your sexy spring 2018 anime yes. needs, go to Persona 5. Yeah. So those, I recommend those uh, for sure. There's, yeah. there's several more out there that we didn't even get to talk about. Yeah, but we'll, those are my, we'll what keep I'm watching touching right on yeah, we'll various uh, new anime series because this season overall is just so, so it's strong. kick yeah. ass. It's amazing. Yeah. But big news in the anime world on Western television. Uh, Adult Swim's <laughs> official Facebook page has announced that it will air three seasons of My Hero Academia, all three of them, during the Toonami block on Saturday nights starting on May 5th at 11.30pm after Dragon Ball Z Kai. Uh, Michelle, in a world where we're mostly consuming anime on streaming services, Mm -hmm. what do you think of the future of anime on television? Um, I think... We live in a big city where all everyone that we sure. know, uh, we have kind of expendable income. We all have multiple streaming services. Yes. Not everyone's like that. Yeah. Um, That's very I true. take trips back home, people are still watching Killed Television. They're getting their news from the, right, the local news. Um, I think it's important to keep trying to put anime on local tele- on cable television sure. because yeah. it's the only way people who don't really know about anime are going to be exposed to that's it how I um, in yeah. a natural it. way. Yeah. Like, because we were growing up, right? That's the only way you could watch yeah, it. Yeah, that was the way that we watched and it. And then Sunko's video. Yeah. But, um, well, yeah, I mean, for me growing up, it was like I would watch what was on sci-fi channel mm-hmm. or on Toonami yeah. and that's what got me into anime and right. made me seek out more yes. on 
home video releases and yeah. of course the whole fan sub market yeah. mm-hmm. so uh, I, think, I think it's important i think a lot of us forget about it a yeah. lot we don't I don't have cable network in my t- my house no, at all. Definitely not. But I think mm-hmm. it's important for newbies to come in and see something yeah, good. Like totally my hero, agree. especially my hero academia, yeah. it's a very good intro to anime. It's not like too weird or whatever. No, it's, no, it's straightforward. Pretty, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. And it's, yeah. it's it's digestible for people who've never. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and it definitely has its basis again in Western superhero culture. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it is something that I think is a really good starter anime for people. And I mean, the it's in season three now yes. in uh, simulcast, and Funimation actually simul dubbed the second episode, so it came out dubbed the exact same day that it came oh, out yeah, in Japanese great. with yeah. subtitles, which is un. This is this would have been yeah. unheard of. Even just mm-hmm. like two years ago, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that's that's the level of awareness I think that series like My Hero Academia are getting. And I, I think that you're right, Michelle, that yeah. putting it on Toonami is just going to be a way to get even more eyes on it and elevate it to the level of like a Dragon Ball. Yeah. I think there is something to be said about the, the cross-marketing purposes of this, though, sure. is because they're releasing the My Hero Academia video game, which oh, is right. designed yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called, but it's designed exactly like the Dragon Ball video game, which is doing very well. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the same kind of cell shade fighting game I can't wait. and yeah. I think that's why they're like okay let's get this on national TV and then we will also release the game and hopefully the paths will cross yeah, yeah and, I'm gonna no, that's, that's a really smart that in terms of the longevity of having you know a, a station like Toonami being having anime mm-hmm. I if look if they want to have anime work especially with the ones that that tend to appeal to a broader audience that's a very long shonen typically or yeah you know, and like in order for that to work it needs to be at least five days a week there's no way like one piece didn't mm. get any credit at all because they first off they started off in thriller park uh which is like like hundreds of episodes in already sure. it's once a week and like there, yeah, there's there no way you're gonna catch yeah. up yeah. it needs to be in my opinion like we Daily. had it like like monday through yes, friday every day monday schedule, friday. yeah like, i mean unfortunately they don't do toonami that way anymore no. toonami yeah. is just on sunday nights i, de- I definitely do miss those old days yeah. of, yeah. man and, i gotta rush home from school so i can catch the next episode of gundam wing and there's yeah. a there's a, a, an energy to it like i used to have ps view last year and uh on saturday night i turn it on and and like do not want to be on and it just yeah. takes you back into this like very zen state of like <laughs> i don't know it's it's it felt different i really enjoy watching anime on toonami i think yeah. it goes well especially with like their targeted ads and like their their in-between commercials uh you know front with like tom 2.0 or whatever like it yeah. it feels it fits, feels it's, like television it's like yeah, it, but it like feels the like days? yeah, it feels yeah. so good. Um, and I don't know, like if they wanted to keep this going, like they need to either do it every day, get rid of adults, so you can only show King of the Hill so many freaking yeah. times. God, um, why? Or, yeah. or Cartoon Network, you know, Time Warner, just mm-hmm. go ahead and make a Toonami station that has a scheduled set time of anime that yeah. you want to show. You have the, I, mean, I feel like you have the IP because it's for kind it. of like that was that was the original idea with Cartoon Network. Anyway, was yes. that it? Cartoon Network was what Boomerang ended up becoming, which was this is a station where we just replay all this stuff yeah. that you mm-hmm. liked when you were a kid. It was it was more for adults, quite uh-huh. honestly, with the intention of you guys watch this as kids, it's totally fine for your kids to watch this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and and Sci-Fi Channel was the same way where it was re-airing movies that you already liked. And I think that we're getting back to that a little bit with sci-fi channel so it will be really interesting to see where these things go yeah i i totally agree so we'll we'll see you know um but you know i think it'll work for my hero because it's yeah it's not too long of a series it's like a you know um yeah it's only two seasons but for longer shows even hunter like i'm surprised hunter hunter's doing so well but that's only 150 but like yeah i think (laughs) i I think my hero academia will do really well i think people will be all 
caught up on the series, which is so – it just continues to be so good. Yeah. I, it's only three seasons. It's, it won't be caught up. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah. I loved uh, Pixie Bob and Mandalay, the wild oh, wild person cats. Oh, my God. Really I great. was like, what is this? It's great. I don't care. New characters, yes, please. More, more, more. Are they cats? Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> I also love that uh, Pixie Bob is supposed to be like 31, which yeah. just makes She's me like, so I'm happy. in my heart. I'm 18 forever. I was like, <laughs> all right, girl. I heard that story before. Uh, yes. Uh, so, so speaking of the sort of like – nostalgic way in which we used to consume anime uh there is a new book out uh it is called anime impact it is written or more edited by uh chris stuckman who is a very prominent uh youtube film critic uh it includes uh entries basically about anime series that made an impact on people's lives that mm. have stuck with them that resonated with them at a certain age for whatever reason the mm movie we're going to talk about today, My Neighbor Totoro, is certainly in there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and people who contributed <laughs> to it include people like Alicia Malone, who's a host for Turner Classic Movies. Uh, Ernst Klein, who wrote uh, Ready Player oh, One, yeah. wrote yeah. some oh. uh, articles for it. And so did I. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I actually wrote five entries for that book. Oh, great. Uh, That's awesome. And it's now available on uh, Amazon. Uh, you can get the Kindle edition. They uh, should have hard copy uh, versions available in the next couple of days. They said they should be back in stock, but cool. they, they only ordered so many, and so they sold out really fast, which is nice. very cool. But yeah, I wrote Can I get out. my copy signed, Emma? Of course yeah. not. Right, great, yeah, great, yeah. Great. Yeah, if you guys want a signed copy of Anime Impact. <laughs> I'm going to find it and cross it out. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you I'm just kidding. That's awesome. uh, but it's really cool because my name's actually on the cover of Contributors. So Sweet. That's cool. awesome, dude. I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. And then uh, before we get into talking about Totoro, just want to remind you guys, we still do have that giveaway mm -hmm. going on with Toei Animation mm -hmm. uh, for Digimon Tri Coexistence, which is the next film, which will be out in theaters on May 10th. You can go to fathomevents.com and search Digimon to make sure that it's playing at a theater near you. And all you need to do is uh, quote tweet the link to the last video. We'll take it for this video too, uh, sure. along with your favorite Digimon for yeah. a chance to win tickets to yep. go see that movie in theaters. And thank you everyone who, uh, who participated. Yeah, yeah. yeah we've shows. had a lot of participation so yeah. far. Um, and, when does uh, that end? Uh, we'll be wrapping that uh, promotion up uh, on our next episode yeah once yeah. we so get into week. the month next of May week. yeah so get to it kids get on it guys yeah. uh, also we forgot to mention our Patreon situation. oh yes uh, also guys uh, thank you to anybody who is a Patreon subscriber you might be watching this on Saturday yeah. instead mm -hmm. of watching it on Monday when it is released to the public so if you guys want to become a Patreon subscriber then you get early access to these videos uh, and it really helps us out here at the channel it gives us an opportunity to uh, create more content and do more anime stuff, you yeah. know. Yeah. yeah, the more the more we see uh, patrons coming from this video and stuff, like the more we could do stuff like this. So, yeah, thank you guys so much. So, if you subscribe to our Patreon, leave a little message that's like, "I'm watching Anime Club, all about it." Yeah, cool, 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 cool. All right. So, uh, last week we discussed <laughs> the fact that uh, Grave of the Fireflies, which released in 1988 in April, uh, was simultaneously released with another film, My Neighbor Totoro. <laughs> I read a little more about that and yeah. the reasoning behind it, and it was actually lauded as, like, a very good idea. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it totally was. It, it was. Studio Ghibli was just starting out, and Ghibli, Ghibli, was just starting out. Because <laughs> I know it was Reese Ghibli, but it's Ghibli. Yeah, it's Ghibli. Um, when they were first starting out, they hadn't made a name for themselves yet, so this was their big impact thing. They had done Nausicaa and 
stuff already, but they were like, we need to like really make an impact. So we're going to release both of these to show the full range yeah. of what we can do yeah. with That's your great. heartstrings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Hayao Miyazaki had directed Nausicaa. The first Studio Ghibli uh-huh. film was uh, Lost oh, in the right, Castle right, in the right, Sky. Right. Yes. Yeah, because Nausicaa was actually towing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. so this is kind of like their big, you know, foray into uh, like children's anime content and as well as adult content. And like, look, look, look what we can do. All yes, this stuff. absolutely. So yeah. It was 1988, the yes. year of, of so many years ago. It was. Fascinating is like, I feel like both kind of touched on similar topics. They and kind of do. Yeah. Uh-huh. In very different. Different, heavy, different contrast. Ways. Yeah. yeah. So my, my question is, this. so it was a double Billing, it, mm-hmm. but they weren't like a double feature. Where I, I, I cannot find any information. I actually on whether, thought it was a double feature, but I'm not sure now. That you I, said that no, I, that's yeah. what I said too. Because I, I also <laughs> initially thought it was a double feature, but I, okay. but it was, it was this big double billing. I don't again know if that is the same thing as what we mm. would call a double feature here mm-hmm. in the U.S., where yeah. they actually played back to back. Because neither see. film is terribly long. No, they're both um, very short. But my question to you guys is, which would be worse to see first? Not uh, 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 Totoro oh, or Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, uh, I feel like it'd be better to see Grave of the Fireflies first. Same. Get I can totally agree. All the tears out of your body, and then like be healed by Totoro. And I feel sure. like coming to, if you didn't know the studio and stuff like that, and you watched Totoro first, you'd be like, "Oh, what a fun! Oh my movie. god, let's right. watch this next one. Oh god, and then you would what have feel we done? Very crushed and upset. But then also, do you wonder then if people who saw Totoro first were more likely to see Grave of the Fireflies? I don't, you know, because people who saw Grave of the Fireflies might have been scared off. Oh, yeah, it's true. It got bamboozled. Um, I don't know. I think it depends what their advertising campaign was about. Like, Um, was it like, this is good for everybody. This is all fine. Don't worry. It's going to be great. And then everyone's like, it's not fine. (laughs) It depends. Um, If you don't know, Totoro, my neighbor Totoro, uh, or Tonari no Totoro in Japanese, is about uh, two girls uh, and their father who move into a new house in the countryside mm-hmm. and their mother is ill. Um, but the girls are very, they, they're very in tune with nature. They hang out, yeah. they run around, have adventures and they meet a mysterious Totoro guy and his little friends and sit sprites. And yep. that's like the plot. That's all that happens in the plot. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's like, you know, we were talking about this last night. Yeah. That it's like a movie that's kind of doesn't, have a plot mm-hmm. there's no yeah. con- necessary conflict it's just kind of like these girls living through their life it's one of the first it's i, I feel like it's one of the very few kind of anime with like with where ch- children as protagonists where the adults are portrayed in, in positively like mm-hmm. in like yeah that's very true yeah yeah because you're right there is there is so much in animation in particular where the kids and adults are in conflict with one another yes. if the adults aren't outright villains. But that's not the case in Totoro. Their, no. yeah, their not. dad is a good dad. A cool, a cool guy who's yeah. into improv, I would say. He yes ands <laughs> these kids up and down. Um, so I think it's really interesting that uh, in a lot of Western animation and children's stories, you see if, if a child's having an imaginary adventure, they're always combating like yes. an adult mm-hmm. saying, eh, that's not real, or oh, honey, come back down right. to earth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's about the child going out and being like, okay, well, I'll just take care of this myself. And in yeah. this movie, um, which I think it really shows community, it sure. shows uh, countryside kind of uh, like hospitality as well. So everyone's kind of like, oh, you see weird things? That's cool. And the old the granny's like, oh, I feel like I used to, eat. whether she's lying or not, she's like, when I was young, I saw things too yeah. so i can't see them anymore so enjoy it while you can it's like really really sweet and unusual um to see adults agreeing with children and, and believing them i would say or at least pretending like they believe them yeah, yeah. and you know i would say that the the only factor uh it's i feel like it's about kind of childhood innocence as well mm-hmm. um but the the mother sick is like it's, it's kind of like the fear of growing up but i mean sure. that in like a very light minor sense in this I, I i love that they didn't treat the mother sickness there's a moment yes. where 
uh, there's a moment where one of the girl, uh, one of the girls says like, you know, oh, she, do you want her to die? Like the mortality comes <laughs> yes. into play. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Sasuke says yeah, that Sasuke, to me. <laughs> um, yeah. But then besides that, they treat illness as a natural part of life that like yeah it'll be fine don't worry i mean i think that that's that is the thing that's really interesting about my neighbor totoro is you know we brought up the idea that there is no conflict really there's certainly no antagonist mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. bad stuff does happen just yeah. like bad stuff happens in life mm-hmm. and yeah. it's not big catastrophic life-changing horrible events it's like nah mom is sick and she can't come home from the hospital this weekend even though she was supposed to because she had a minor complication. That's what we find out at the end of the movie yeah. is she just had a cold. It's not a big deal. I would, yeah. I would say the levity that the girls bring uh, to the situations, they treat, I would, I would say they treat like not being able to see the soot sprites right away with the same levity, levity as they do with like, oh, well, um, my mom's coming home this weekend, but she can't stay permanently. She has to go back to the hospital. They're kind of like, this is fine. We're, yeah. we're dealing with it. And like, it's just showing kids, I think, that they can deal with big problems, too, the same way they deal with the small problems. I feel like they deal with school in the same way, where it's like, oh, like, your sister's here. No, what are you going to do? And it's like, it's fine. I talked to the, I talked to an adult about it, and they were cool with it, and she's just here now. Yeah. And that's I, all we have to talk about. You know, I, I also, uh, like, kind of, like, saw that Miyazaki, like, he, he wanted to feel like, you know, his childhood growing up where he played outside yeah. he always went out there he he firmly believes that as you know back then a qu- to quote from him uh people like children then were like kind of getting like glued to tv and stuff and were getting it was uh, altering their senses and stuff and that oh, yeah, he was saying yeah, that yeah. being outside was like a natural naturalistic that healing. sounds very miyazaki like to yeah. me yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like so so and and i think that's actually a really a big thing for this film in particular because the the forest and them exploring it wasn't only healing for them but they were yeah. letters to the mom and the mom in a way was being healed by their daughters sending them this these adventures yeah. sure the stories so, of nature yeah the stories of nature yeah. Yeah. well it's interesting because uh, miyazaki was sev- would have been 17 this is supposed yes. to take place in 1958 yeah and he did put an excruciating amount of detail into making sure that he really accurately portrayed this time period and it's so interesting when you look at this sort of in contrast with Grave of the Fireflies, they're both looking at these interesting periods of Japan's history. Grave mm-hmm. of the Fireflies, of course, being all the tragedy that happened during World War II, and then this is what you have coming out of it. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, I would say that when I watched this movie, I didn't think of it as happening in like the 50s or anything. Yeah. I thought of it as, I think it could happen, it could be happening now. Because sure. In the countryside, time is a little different there, is, and like yeah. the amount of technology people have, like mm-hmm. yeah, you can have internet anywhere, but like in the country, like even like where my husband's parents live, like they didn't have internet until last year. So like this is the like I mean this, and they're not that far away from the city, so yeah. it's just like this is pretty normal um, if you just get away from a city. So it's interesting to see like you know, hey kids, you can just have adventures by just walking around, and they kind of have a lot of independence in this, I would say, because they do. Japanese yeah. children in general yeah. do. It's interesting when young, though because but- I. I didn't have certainly their level of independence as a kid, but I, it never bothered me when I watched this when I was young as an adult, I have a little more anxiety about them Mm -hmm. wandering around on their own. But as a kid, I never thought, man, my parents would never let me do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and as we get, I think more and more, uh, abridged away from that. Yeah. It's like kids today aren't really allowed to just wander around outside <laughs> by themselves. <laughs> and not just uh, not no. just that though. I think that there's kids, children, like people these days growing up. They don't. I mean, you know, I don't. I'm not talking broad, but there's there's a good amount of kids that don't 
do this as much as Miyazaki would put it. Yeah. And part of that is like you see the father like he goes and says this is the great tree like this is this is the forest spirit like mm-hmm. and we pay our respects to it even though he was like i don't know like if he believed that or if he was like just doing it you know yeah. for girls or whatever reason he did it um really those girls sweet. are still going to go up and and grow up and subconsciously be like you know environmentally aware that this is the forest and we respect it because it you know in like you know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. I think that there's something really cool about that that it, we don't really. It could talk be about like nowadays. a message. I mean, going off what you said, it could be the, kind of like a message of you. You can only really learn this respect for nature when you're young. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's definitely something to be said about you know May finds the soot sprites first and sees them, and then Satsuki has to kind of search because she's a little yeah, older. She, yeah. yeah. She doesn't see them right away, and she does eventually, but it like takes work on her part. And then mm-hmm. the granny mentioning that when I was young, I used to see them, but now I can't. It's kind of like. You, this is the only time you have to experience that. Yeah. The only yeah. time you'll have, I guess, time in your life to do that. So you should go be and have these fun adventures. Look how yeah. much fun these girls are having. I mean, <laughs> Satsuki's another character, certainly not not on the grim, dark level that we have with Seta, where in Grab the Fireflies, where he's trying to be an adult because, right. but doesn't really want to be an adult. You also see a little bit of that struggle, I think, with Satsuki, where she does want to be independent and she wants to go off to her school and but she's a lot of the time because her mom is sick and her dad is going out she does take on a lot of responsibility mm-hmm. yeah. for her younger sister may yeah i yeah, mean when does. her sister showed up at that school the oh it's she's crying cuz she's like you don't they don't really explain it until um you know satsuki's like tells the teacher and she's yeah. like okay um their mother's in the hospital so her little sister's going to be here today and everyone's just like all right (laughs) that's fine it's like you have this big problem and you have this responsibility but it's also like if you just deal with it straightforwardly these things are these things can be dealt with normally like no it's not a big deal it's not a big deal and i think the i like that message of the movie that it's just like these things in life will happen but as long as you deal with it honestly with people around you like you'll be fine yeah 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 i think that i always kind of because i have a younger brother (laughs) and in this, I feel like I related to Satsuki a lot where she wanted to be responsible for her younger sister, but was also like, she's also trying to develop herself independently mm-hmm. of that. Because I remember, you know, as a kid with my brother, we were, I mean, my brother is still one of my best friends. We get along so, so well. But there were times where mm-hmm. I wanted to go off and do my own thing and, mm-hmm. and very much like Satsuki, who basically is like, all right, May, well, you're going to stay at this school with me because there is a little bit, I think, of this feeling of, well, I do need to be responsible for my sister mm-hmm. and I need to make sure that she's taken care of and she feels okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I and I, because I remember feeling that with my brother sometimes where it was like I would be hanging out with my friends and then my brother confronted me one time and it's like, uh, I was when I was home. From, this was when I was home from college, so he was in high school. And even then, he's like, "Are we gonna just hang out by ourselves?" And I felt terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, so we we touched on this before, but about the nature um, and about where Miyazaki grew up that looked exactly like this place. Yes. Uh, so the the countryside, specifically where they are, is called a Satoyama. Uh, Yama means mountain. Sato sure. can be like the gap between. So it's where the it's where like the valley and the mountain meet. Is a specific kind of place where a lot of villages, Japanese villages, traditionally have grown up next to because there's a lot of you know mm-hmm. nature and it's, it's you know easy to arable mm-hmm. land. Um, so because this movie came out, there's actually an association that was like, okay, Totoro, you are a new mascot for um, you know promoting the population and the like knowledge of the Satoyama areas. 
which I thought was really interesting. Like you, you're the nature guy now. He's like, I'm on it. Throws his big I'm, top I'm down, it. flies forest around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's the uh, what's that bear called about the forest fires? Uh, Smokey. Smokey. He's, he's a Smokey sm- Bear. <laughs> I love it. I thought that was really interesting. Um, yeah. But so it's called the Totoro Hometown Fund Campaign. Oh. And it's to preserve uh, specifically Satoyama areas in, around Saitama Prefecture. It's cute. I like that. Use, using anime to Save to things. preserve your world. Yeah. yeah. Go get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I uh, uh, I mean, it's interesting. When did you first see My Neighbor Totoro? Do you remember? I don't I think I must have already been in college. Okay. I, no, maybe I was in high school. I can't remember. Yeah. It was on VHS, whatever it was. Yeah, I saw sure. it on VHS, too. It wasn't on TV? Was I, it on TV? No, well, no, because the... Or, well, I don't know if it ever aired on TV. The original dub of My Neighbor Totoro was dubbed for flights between the U.S. and Japan <laughs> to air them on the flights. Weird. And it was eventually wow. released on... VHS and I think and Laserdisc and Laserdisc yeah. oh definitely Ooh. on Laserdisc Ooh. and possibly on DVD because the Disney dub of mm-hmm. My Neighbor Totoro which is the one that anybody that's watching it now that's on the Blu-ray yeah. you've probably seen it's the one with Ellen Dakota Fanning as the yeah. sisters uh, <laughs> and Tim Daly plays their dad and uh, Frank Welker does the voice of Totoro aka wow. the voice of Megatron he does a lot roar. of creature voices. Listen to that roar. You can hear it. You can yeah. hear. Uh, yeah. And Lee Salonga yeah. is the mother. Yeah. It's funny uh, they had to even redub that, but go ahead. They, I know. They, they, I know the, why they redubbed Talk Road. I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. Frank Welker, he was he was the king of creature voices before uh, Dee Bradley Baker came along and now they had to both do it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, that that dub though the original one you can't even get it anymore. But I because the the Disney dub wasn't done till like 2006, I want to say. Yeah. So I assume that the original one was also released on DVD. I I don't think I think I did see that original dub, but I don't have very vivid memories yeah. of it. I think I might have I, seen a bootleg of it or something way back in the day. Yeah. I remember I remember specifically the intro and seeing like little those little VCR lines. Yeah. I, <laughs> I think I remember seeing it. My first image of Totoro was on a, like a preview for my Snoopy Come Home VHS. I think, oh which man, which is like such a deep cut. It was like a, a, a montage of like it was one of those commercials on VHS that had like four or five movies that they were advertising yeah. at once. And I just remember him going ah. <laughs> You know out of context, I mean? it's scary. Out of yeah. context, yeah. Totoro's and I was like, what is that thing? <laughs> yeah, I was definitely aware of the image of Totoro. I think before I ever saw mm-hmm. this movie, yeah. because the first Studio Ghibli film I ever saw was Kiki's Delivery Service, because I was obsessed with Kirsten Dunst as a kid, and she did the voice of Kiki in the dub. Uh, <laughs> and then I, the the next one I remember really seeing was Princess Mononoke, and that yeah. like I rented that on yeah. Direct TV as soon as it came out, oh, and that man. I just watched it for twenty four you know, hours. I just like that. I feel like this film is just like it's. It's meant for literally all ages. Like you can yeah, watch it as an adult and like. Oh my god, my friend Amy, who has these two twin girls, when they were little, they started watching Totoro the dub, and um, this thing they do now with their dad is um, in that scene where they're all in the tub and the daddy goes. Oh, I know. Yeah. They do that with their dad, not in the tub. Just do it like anywhere. They'll be like, Aww. "Daddy, round." It's really cute. <laughs> I think that's why dubs are important. It's just so kids can grow up in anime. Guys. Yeah, just absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that the relationship between the girls and their dad is really it's cute really, in this movie. It's really, really good. I think that's another thing is I had a really good relationship with my dad as mm-hmm. a kid, so this movie just really resonates with me. Actually, yeah, in animation, usually the dad is missing. Yeah. Yes. It's always like motherly love, 
mm-hmm. and that that this that this features two girls mm-hmm. and not like one boy and one girl or two no. boys is actually very unique. Um, it's it's very anti what the Western Western animation was doing at that time. Yeah, so, for yeah. sure. It's like your little girls can have adventures and it's safe. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I like it. Can it's we, like a it's like just a hug watching my neighbor really Totoro. It's, it's really warm. Um, I really want to address this here. I'll show on this. <laughs> so the f- cover of this DVD it's, shows a little girl who's under an umbrella, but in the scene in the movie, we know that it's Satsuki holding May on her back. Her back. Yeah. What yeah. they've done here is shown a character who's not even in this movie. They mashed up Satsuki. It's it's May's face wearing Satsuki's clothing. Yeah, it's really That's weird. So and this strange. is a Disney release, so just like come yeah. on, Disney, yeah. get it together. All right, this is weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, but aside from the cover art, the Blu-ray release is really really nice. Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah for sure. The heck out yep. of me. So my neighbor Totoro, if you've never watched it, please do. It'll yes. really, it'll just, it's a, it's nails. a happy afternoon. Yeah, and yeah. you know, like I said, I think this is timeless, as as Michelle said too. Like I, you know, it, it could take place any mm-hmm. any time period. So you know, go out, watch. You could it. have kids that have this kind of childhood. It's pure and great and full of nature. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, any other thoughts on uh, my neighbor Totoro before we wrap this um, up here? Cat bus, cat bus, cat bus, cat bus, cat bus, cat bus, At first, cat bus scared me. Uh, right, because it's he, weird. He's just it is like weird. smiling and in the rats, background. Like, attached to it. <laughs> yeah. um, they released a, sh- a small animated short that they only showed like the Ghibli Museum and like in America like twice uh, at like an event, and it's of uh, a, a, a mini like neck like a, a kitten cat bus Aww. and how it fits May inside. And she has a little adventure with all the other cat buses, and they go meet the grandma cat bus, which is like the size of like a building and holds like tons of Totoros. That is adorable. Dang, it's very that's cute. awesome. It's, I love that. Yeah, it's really I good. love it. That's my favorite part is cat bus. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's iconic, really. Yeah. But there's so many things about this movie really are. Yeah. yeah. If you've never seen My Neighbor Totoro, I would be shocked if you weren't already aware of and it. And just yeah. the like, how many like animation and, f- and film today like pull references, sure. direct scenes from it. Like, I just saw yeah. Bob's Burgers that was oh, literally the Thanksgiving like, episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so like good. Oh yeah, and there was that <laughs> Simpsons episode that was Miyazaki. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, so if you haven't like, do yourself a favor, do it. Yes. It's literally yeah. referenced all across pop culture mm-hmm. because, uh, and it's literally their mascot quintessential viewing uh so yeah guys next week uh we are going to dive into the sort of book club format that we want to have here on anime club so we will be uh starting a series that we encourage you to watch along with us so your assignment for next (laughs) week we were celebrating the 30th anniversary of Grave of the Fireflies and My Neighbor Totoro well this year is the 20th anniversary of a really good starter anime for anybody that's never watched any anime at all, and that is Cowboy Bebop. Yay! So uh, Yay! Next week, we are going to be covering episodes one through nine of Cowboy Bebop. Mm-hmm. You guys can check those out on Hulu mm-hmm. uh, and other places, too, but they're definitely all on Hulu, and a lot of people who just have streaming service subscriptions have Hulu. And the dub's great. Yeah, the yeah. dub of Cowboy Bebop is really, really, really good. I watched the dub so. first. I yeah. don't think I've seen same, same. all the episodes in Japanese. No, ever. I definitely yeah. haven't. Yeah, no. the dub of Cowboy Bebop is fantastic. So... Cowboy Bebop, episodes one through nine. Watch those for next week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. you know, guys, this meeting of Anime Club. Oh, geez, the hammer. Is adjourned. <laughs> I was really Bye, that. everyone. Bye. What's up, fellow otaku or weeaboo, or is it weeaboos? Whatever the plural may be, the professional adjacent team, Hyper Otaku, here at Hyper RPG, is here to sort out exactly what those terms mean. Otaku is very commonly associated with the anime and manga fandom, but its actual meaning is closer to what Westerners would call a geek or a nerd, a person who is obsessed with an aspect of pop culture, often to the perceived detriment of their social skills. 
Weeaboo is more related to the anime and manga fandom since it's basically synonymous with Japanophile, meaning a non-Japanese person who's obsessed with Japanese culture, though Weeaboo does definitely skew more towards someone whose obsession stems from a love of anime. Both terms were originally derogatory in nature, with Weeaboo especially evolving out of a really, really awful 2000s term called Wapanese, meaning white or want to be Japanese, intended to demean Westerners with an appreciation for all things out of Japan, but they have since been reclaimed by the people they were originally intended to disparage. They can now be used more or less interchangeably in the West to refer to someone who really, really likes anime and anything related to Japanese popular culture or traditional as a result.